In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Berrien County Sheriff's Office dispatch this morning confirms a train vehicle collision happened last night at about 10 o'clock at the crossing of Lakeside and US-12 between Three Oaks and New Buffalo. We're told the Amtrak Wolverine train 355, with just over 200 passengers on board, was traveling westbound from Pontiac, Michigan to Chicago when it struck a vehicle that was obstructing the tracks. An injury report has not been released, but injuries are believed to be minor. Law enforcement says a temporary shelter was set up for Amtrak train passengers during the initial investigation, but that has since closed. No further information is available on the incident at this time. The U.S. Attorney's Office has announced the sentencing of a Benton Harbor man in a case involving machine gun conversion devices, also called switches. U.S. Attorney Mark Totten said Thursday 21-year-old Torres Burnett has been sentenced to 70 months in prison for being the ringleader of a group in Benton Harbor that converted handguns into machine guns. The defendant was in the business of purchasing and importing switches from China, which were delivered through the mail. He would then offer these devices for sale. He frequently discussed them on his Facebook account. He sold them to many people, including buyers in Benton Harbor and Grand Rapids. Taunton said the use of switches on handguns is relatively new. When he started his career in law enforcement, he said they rarely saw them. Today, these dangerous devices show up regularly. They pose an enormous threat to our communities, to our children, to our law enforcement officers, and to anyone who stands in the way of their indiscriminate spray. Their destructive capacity is really quite staggering. Taunton said Burnett imported the machine gun conversion devices and distributed them to members of his street gang. It's called My Brother's Keeper. Burnett pleaded guilty to a charge of conspiracy to possess and transfer machine guns and a charge of possession and transfer of a machine gun. Six others have so far been sentenced, five of them from Benton Harbor. The sentences range from 24 to 84 months. In all, 11 people have been charged in the case. The giant online retailer Amazon is investing in a solar farm in Lawrence, Michigan to power its regional operations. Amazon spokesperson Erica Reynoso says the 85-megawatt solar farm is its first renewable energy project in Michigan, part of the company's goal to power its operations with 100% renewable energy by the year 2025. Procuring solar and wind power for our operations is an important part of that journey. And putting a solar project in Michigan, where we have some of our operations, is important. Exactly when construction will start or where in Lawrence Township the solar farm is, Amazon won't say yet, in part because Reynoso says that's up to the developer who's handling the project for the online retail giant. They actually build, own, and operate the project. Amazon serves as the off-taker, meaning we agree to invest in the project so it can be built and come to fruition. Reynoso says when complete, the solar farm will also provide clean power to the local community. Resolutions have been announced in Lansing to make the state legislature part-time. State Senator Michael Weber and State Representative Brad Paquette wrote the resolutions. Under the proposal, the legislature would not be allowed to meet for more than 90 consecutive days. Exceptions would be made for extraordinary occasions, but Paquette says part-time lawmakers would be less likely to be lobbied. We've also failed to pass a lot of transparency and ethics reforms um, from last week, so this is the next opportunity that we have. And should be the number one priority to you know, devote energy to changing that stat about you know, 16% of the public thinks that we're in office with the, the right intentions. So a lot of energy around this, bipartisan energy. 
pair of resolutions were introduced after the legislature adjourned on the earliest date since 1968. Paquette says Michigan is one of just 10 states with a full-time legislature. The Lake Michigan College Alumni Association has honored the recipients of its 2023 Alumni Achievement Awards. The ceremony was held this past weekend at the Mendel Center. Barbara Peoples received the newly christened Gladys Peoples Burks Alumni Service Award, named in honor of her sister. Kim Vincent Picard received the Clarence Beckwith Distinguished Alumni Award, and Shokwe Pitchford received the Alumni Achievement Award. Barbara Peoples received the Gladys Peoples Banks Alumni Service Award for her work as a teacher with Benton Harbor Area Schools and volunteerism at several organizations, including the Krasel and Berrien Community Foundation. Kim Vincent Picard received the Clarence Beckwith Distinguished Service Award for her work with groups including the Rotary Club, Junior Achievement, and the Niles Chamber. Berrien County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford was honored with the Alumni Achievement Award for his work as a Berrien County Commissioner and around the Benton Harbor community. LMC Foundation Director Doug Schaefer says the college knows its alumni make a big difference in the community each day, and it wanted to share their stories. The Michigan Department of Transportation is advising drivers of a traffic shift on U.S. 12 in Niles. The agency says crews will shift U.S. 12 traffic to a new temporary ramp and crossover today and begin removing the existing U.S. 12 pavement and earth embankments in preparation for the bridge removal set to start in the spring. During the traffic shift, U.S. 12 will be down to one lane in each direction at M51. Eastbound U.S. 12 traffic will use temporary ramps and a newly placed traffic signal, while westbound U.S. 12 traffic will use crossovers, temporary ramps, and a newly placed traffic signal. Northbound and southbound M51 will stay the same, but with short-term lane closures. This $27 million project includes removing the U.S. 12 bridges and ramps at M51 and replacing the interchange with a new intersection and indirect left turns, also called Michigan lefts. The project includes repaving and rebuilding one mile of U.S. 12 and 2.7 miles of M51. The fundraising effort for a new playground at Silver Beach County Park has been going well. Berrien County Parks Director Jill Adams tells us they're looking to replace the current playground equipment with something more modern and accessible. The county has been asking people to contribute. At this time, the fundraising is at 72% to our goal. So the overall project cost is $1.25 million, and we're at 72%, so we're still at it. The county has received an $850,000 state grant for the playground. Therefore, Adam says the fundraiser is seeking to raise about another $400,000, and she says people so far have been supportive. We have a supporter spotlight program going on the Silver Beach County Park Facebook page, and we're trying to share the reason why people are donating. And most of the conversations I've had with people of all ages are that they have experienced the joy of playing on that playground. Adam says after public input, the Parks Department has selected a concept for the new playground equipment, and it will be posted to the park's website soon. The goal is to finish fundraising by the end of the year, There will be one more summer with the old playground equipment, and Adam says they hope to have the new equipment installed in time for summer of 2025. We have a link to the donation page at our website, wsjm.com, for anyone who would like to help. It was a relatively brief refueling outage this fall at the Cook Nuclear Plant. As we reported on Thursday, refueling of Unit 1 at the Cook Nuclear Power Plant is complete. 
Spokesman Bill Downey tells us the maintenance done was routine, but there were a few key projects. One of the things that we did is we took apart one of our low-pressure turbines to do some inspection in that, and, and that's hundreds uh, hundreds of tons of equipment that had to get lifted and moved and disassembled and inspected and reassembled, and this is just one project. And then it had to be put together so that our main turbine was able to spin again at 1,800 RPM, you know, over 400 miles per hour at micrometer tolerances. Downey says about a 1,000 additional workers were brought in for the refueling. Something new this year, the presence of food trucks at the plant during both the day and night shifts. The next refueling outage is set for Unit 2 next spring. Buchanan Mayor Sean Dennison has issued an open letter to the community amid ongoing controversy over the suspension of the city manager. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. In the message posted to social media, Dennison says rumors of a possible state takeover of Buchanan are not true. He says the city has not been contacted by the state for such a reason. Dennison goes on to explain some of the financial challenges faced by Buchanan as revenue sharing from the state's gone down. He pointed to major projects like the new wastewater treatment plant and DPW building that the city has to pay off in large sums each year. Dennison writes, quote, if you want to see Buchanan be the best it can be, call your county commissioner, call your state representative, call your state senator, call the governor, tell your state legislators to reinstate revenue sharing. He also calls for a better way for municipalities to tax marijuana businesses. Dennison writes that he's received messages in the past week that have come close to being threats and, quote, they made one thing very clear to me, just how uninformed a large portion of our community is and how much they've not been paying attention. He does not address the city manager situation. Andrew Green, WSJM News. And get ready, drivers. Prepare yourself for busy roads next week as Thanksgiving approaches. AAA of Michigan spokesperson Adrian Woodland tells us Wednesday will be the busiest day as around 1.5 million Michiganders are expected to hit the road. AAA expects to rescue more than 360,000 drivers from the side of the road nationwide during the Thanksgiving weekend. Woodland says everyone should take steps to make sure they're not one of those roadsiders. The best way to prevent a roadside breakdown is to have your vehicle properly maintained ahead of the holiday. So before setting out for your road trip, you want to ensure that things like your tires, your battery, and your brakes are all in proper working condition. And also don't forget to pack an emergency kit for added peace of mind. The most common reasons drivers seek AAA assistance are flat tires, dead batteries, and lockouts. Woodland says if your car becomes disabled and you have to pull over, Get as far off the shoulder as possible, turn on the emergency flashers, and remain with your vehicle as long as it's safe to do so. She also reminds drivers to give plenty of space to vehicles that are already on the side of the road. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.